Hello and welcome to episode number nine of the Failsafe Fitness Podcast. My name is Michael Joshua. I am the owner of Failsafe Fitness Limited. Welcome to the show. We've reached the German episode. If you don't get that, you may as well turn off now because you're never going to get any of my jokes. <laughs> no, welcome to episode number nine. As I say, it's been 10 long weeks of recording over the last few months. It's been fun. Feedback's been pretty good. Sound quality's been pretty terrible. And the timing hasn't been great either. But we're here and we're still going. So you guys know the format of the show by now. I'm going to tell you what I've been up to the last week or so. I'm going to give you a little exercise tip for the week. Some, a little nutrition tip for the week and a golf tip that you can either you know, do for the week or at least put it into practice. So we'll go straight into it, shall we? What have I been up to? Well, I've been playing a little bit of golf, to be fair, which has been felt really good. Uh, only a little par three course, which is just down the road from the course that I work at, which is still currently closed, by the way. We're looking to open Himley Hall. It's going to be around the first week of March, if not the first of March, weather dependent. So that's less than, when you're listening to this, that's less than about 10 days, less than two weeks away from being open. And I'm dead excited to see what everybody's going to say about what we've done to the golf course and how it looks. And it's only going to get better. It's going to take four or five, six weeks of cutting and mowing to get it the way it should be. But I'm excited. It looks good. So, yeah, I've been playing golf with a, a client or two of mine over the last week or so. I had some pretty good scores. They've had some good feedback of my coaching. So it's been interesting, been very, very interesting. I've played quite well, I've putted quite well. I've hit my irons reasonably well. I mean, two varying days of golf as well. So the first day I played, it was quite calm. So I was hitting clubs I should do. So like the first hole is like 100 and... It's 125 to the front, it's 150 to the back. So middle, where the flag is, is about 130-ish, 135-ish. And I hit 8-iron the first day. Nice, smooth 8-iron, which is something I'm working on this year. If you've been listening to me over the last nine weeks, yabber on about my golf game. Is I'm trying to hit a a, a bigger club, but softer. Trying to build a shall we say, a matrix with my irons, which I'll come on to a little bit later as well. So a little three-quarter eight iron, sort of 130 yards, perfect, went well. The second time we played, the wind was 20, 25 mile an hour, swirly, gusty wind, horrible. I'd only got a half set of clubs, so at the first time I had a full set of clubs, realized I didn't use them all, so I didn't take them. So... I didn't have a 7-iron in the bag, didn't have a 6-iron. The only other iron I had in the bag was a 5-iron. It was kind of a half-speed, chippy 5-iron. And I got it to maybe a dozen feet or so. 12, 15 feet, two-butted for a par on the first hole, very happy. So, yeah, two varying different days. I mean, I, I did that most of the way around. Chippy clubs here, chippy clubs there. Trying to keep the ball flight down, opening my stance, ball a little bit further back, trying to hold it off. 
doing all those things and it was nice to know that what I worked on over the winter I could put into practice so when I'm out at Himley or wherever I go this year to play golf as I did at, at Seacroft a couple of weeks ago I, I can I can move the ball in my stance change the ball flight hit a, a softer club or a harder club and it's been amazing it's been good to see that the work I've put in over the winter is really going to pay off and hopefully I can get my 13.5 handicap now to single figures at least this year and that that would be my, my mission and it's uh, my mission to help everybody out there as well so yeah that's been it haven't really trained a lot I've been feeling great. I got this really weird eye thing as well because Wednesday night through all the way through Thursday, so my left eye kind of swole up. So I had a bit of, I think it's like the seventh tee. So I felt something hit my eye, but it wasn't until about three or four hours later that my eye was streaming. It was puffed out and it stayed like that for a couple of days. But fortunately, that's gone away. Eyesight is good. I'm all fine. So yeah. That's what I've been up to. I've just been basically playing golf with my clients, taking them through a couple of things. And they're one of them, as I say, hasn't played for 30 plus years. Going around a little par three course, they can see where what they're doing wrong, how they're setting up wrong, and what they're doing right. I mean, chipping and putting, i got to be honest, it's still in there. So when I hasn't played for 30 odd years, they chipped and putted pretty well. Just club selection into wind, and those are all things that we pick up. And that's basically been my week. Planning a few things and, and working on a few things out. Uh, tax insurance wise and paperwork. But that's business stuff. Nobody wants to hear that. It's boring. <clears throat> but yeah, that's been my week. It's been, been pretty good. I've been quite happy with it. So... My week's been pretty good. Your week's about to get a little bit better with this, this, these tips this week, I think. So my first tip is obviously a fitness tip. Um, always a fitness tip first. And that tip is going to be kettlebell cleans and snatches. So there are so many different things you can do with a kettlebell. Uh, I'm a big advocate of if you can't afford a gym or afford to go to a gym... If you spend 50 to 100 quid on kettlebells, you'll probably never need a gym. They're such a versatile piece of equipment. And you can do one arm, two arm kettlebell cleans and snatches, which are going to help build not only legs, but core, arms, shoulders. You know, you can do a, a squat snatch, you can do a, sta a standing snatch, you can do a half snatch, you, you know. Same with the cleans, half clean, full clean, squat clean. There's so many things that you can do with a kettlebell. And those those exercises are full body. So you're working your core, your upper body, your back, your legs. Those exercises with a kettlebell. If you can just put three sets of 10, whether they be single or double, um, into your routine, I think you can really make a big difference and it's a nice change to do something different as well just make sure that you're when you're when you're catching those cleans uh, that you're catching them in that V of your elbow and not on the back of your wrist because I have seen people try and do that with a heavy weight and it's actually broken their arm so make sure you're catching those cleans 
between that, that shoulder muscle and, and your forearm and not on your wrist. And the same with your snatches. I tend to teach people when they're snatching, grab the kettlebell in the corner, the corner that's furthest away from you. So I kind of turn them out. So the front corner is pointing as if it was going to meet in the middle, like a little V. I grab them in that front corner. So when I turn them over, they don't smack straight on the back of my wrist. They're coming down through my palm of my hand on that back, on that bit. So I have some control when they rotate. And obviously don't pick a weight that's too heavy for you because if, if you can't flip it over uh, without it trying to break your wrist, then pick a lighter weight is the simpler solution. We're making sure they'll help you with your grip strength. It'll work your whole body. So kettlebell cleans and snatches this week, people. Go and get them done. There's loads of videos on the internet. And some videos of me doing them on Instagram for some kettlebell flow that I did last year. Uh, or the year before. Year before. So you might have to scroll back a little bit on Instagram. But I did some kettlebell flow for about 28 days. So you can see that being done uh, on Failsafe Fitness Instagram. So go and have a look at that. Well, that is a, an awesome exercise that you should all be doing. And if you're a golfer, that will also help, you know, it'll it'll build strength and muscle and core strength, which is going to help you play better golf too. Moving on to your nutrition tip. This one, it's kind of a, I wouldn't say controversial, but it's, it's kind of my opinion on things. Um, I've said this before that fat content, of things is bad. Um, people go, I, I only eat zero fat yogurt or this or that or the other. So yeah, there's no fat in it, but there's a ton of sugar or there's a ton of additives and preservatives or there's a ton of uh, stuff that you really probably shouldn't be eating. So yeah, I'd probably you take a, 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 a natural Greek yogurt, which is naturally lower in fat anyway, and take that natural sugar rather than have a load of sweeteners in a product that's fat free. But people go fat, 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 fat. And as I've said on this podcast before, and I'll, I'll say to many of my clients in, in the future that I like to see on the MyFitnessPal app or whatever app they're using, I like to see them having about 50% of carbs, about 30% of protein, and about 20% of fat. And then you've got leeway. you got 5% either way. So if you go down below 15% of fat, then you probably need a little bit more in your diet because, you know, A, D, E, and K all need to be uh, fat soluble. If you don't get enough fat in your diet, you're not going to absorb those, those nutrients, which means you're not going to have enough in your system to keep you healthy. And then the other end is if you're above 25% fat, you're probably having too much fat in your diet. And you need to cut that down, which is why you're putting on weight. You're not burning it off, etc., etc. So around 20% fat, 5% either way, 15 to 25% fat in your diet when you're when you're tracking it should be the maximum you're having per day. But a lot of people come to me and say, "Oh, I'm eating more nuts, avocados, a lot of eggs." That's all very good. I said, but you've got to look at the other side of things. Oh, they're all healthy fats. Healthy fat is great, but if your fat content goes from 10 or 12% and all of a sudden your fat content is 30% of your diet, that can cause some major problems. So that, that boost in cholesterol is bad. You know, 
we all know what cholesterol is is bad you know for your heart so i think moderation you know you don't want to sit there and hit a, eat a whole bag of peanuts or cashew nuts or whatever you're not going to go and eat you know two or three avocados a day or six eggs a day because your your body's not going to know what to do with it so if you have you know avocado for your lunch and you have a couple of eggs for your breakfast and a handful of nuts a day your fat content is going to go up so you can't continue to eat you know a pizza or a bacon sandwich or something like that you've got to moderate it you can't just go well i'm eating 18 percent fat now so i'm on that I'm in that line of about 20%. I'm not doing too bad. And then you go and you want to eat healthy. So you, you think eating nuts and avocado and eggs is, is healthy for you. They're healthy fats. They're not bad for me. And they're not they're not all bad for you. We do use like 90% 98% of an egg. We will our body will use it. Um, but if you go from you're pretty good with managing your fat intake to adding more fat and you're, then you're going up to like 30%, 35% fat, then you're going to find that you're going to start to feel sluggish and you're going to put on some weight and you're not going to feel great about yourself. So just be wary if you're wanting to add these healthier fats into your diet, that if you're already been tracking your diet and your diet is around 20% fat, you're going to have to sacrifice something in your diet already to add those in. It's that simple. And that's my opinion on fats. On these these healthy fats, I've got air quotes up there, but these healthy fats are healthy. They are good. They're better than all the saturated things that you can eat. But at the end of the day, they are still fat. They're still going to be a problem if you go from 20% fat already to 30 35% fat intake it's not a good thing you need to keep your intake to around 20 percent of your total daily intake or total weekly intake you can have a couple of unbalanced days but you've got to look at it over seven days 14 days maybe over four weeks and that's the same with most things you've got to give these things time to balance out you're not going to eat the same foods all the time we are creatures of habit then but adding things into your diet like healthier fats such as avocados and nuts and eggs if you're adding those into your into your diet you need to be careful of not going from oh my fat intake's okay to my fat take intake is now really too high i need to cut out either eating so much of the things i've added or cut the things out that i was eating before to add these into my diet just be aware of that for future and that's your nutrition tip of the week and we're on to my favorite part of the show the uh, the golf part for me I uh, I have a big passion for the sport and this year is going to be a big year as I've been saying so you know all the exercises that I've I've spoken about in previous weeks are all helpful to everybody and the nutrition tips as well are great um, but the golf stuff is 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 getting really interesting for me and a lot of people over the winter and a lot of people in the last few weeks have have asked me well swing speed. How do I get more swing speed? And there's more than one solution. But the thing that I have found in my swing 
is over speed training. Now, what I've got is a swing speed stick, which has been rebranded, I think, recently. I can't remember what to. I will find out and put it in the show notes. But it was called swing speed stick when I had it. I think it's just called speed stick now, maybe. Um, it's something that likes of Martin Borgmeier have been promoting, who won the World Long Drive Championship. And the idea behind a swing speed stick is the fact that it starts at like 100 grams, then 150 grams, 200 grams, and if you want a long drive, it's up to 250 grams weight on the end of a end of, end of a, a shaft. That shaft is about the same as about a, it's like a hybrid four iron, maybe even a shortish like five wood kind of shaft. And you, you series of exercises, so it tends to be. You do four sets of just swinging it both ways, so normal and then backwards. So for me, it'd be like five, four reps of swinging it forwards, and then four, four reps of swinging it left-handed. Then there's a little steps, step swing, and you do that four times as well. And then we go five swings as hard as we can. And the idea behind this over-speed training is that we swing something that's slightly heavier than iron, slightly heavier than a driver. By the time you get to the 200 grams, it's a a much heavier uh, swing weight than you would normally be hitting with a driver or a three-wood or any iron in the bag. Unless you've got some ridiculous 150-gram shafts in in your clubs, then you might not get any benefit. For us normal mortals... We swing this 100 gram weight for a couple of weeks, then we move up to the 150 gram weight, uh, and then back down to the 100 for a couple of, uh, at the end, for the five hard as you can go. And then you move up to the 200 gram weight and back down to the 150. Uh, It's just a progression of, of weight over a period of sort of six to eight weeks, depending on how long you want to drag it out for. I mean, I tend to do it as a, Two weeks at 100, two weeks at 150 down to 100, and then two weeks at 150, and then two, I then do, it's basically, I do six sessions that are 200 grams, but then go back down to 150. And then the 200 grams, I only do one week. So it's about nine, 10 weeks total. And the, the principle behind it is because you're swinging this thing faster, you build some fast twitch muscle fibers. So instead of you just swinging your, this overspeed training, I mean, I've gone already this, this winter, I went from swinging way down at about 88, 90 miles an hour. I'm now averaging about 97, 98 miles an hour on course. So I've gained, by doing this over the winter, I've gained seven miles an hour. That seven miles an hour is translated into me driving the golf ball about 240 carry. Whereas it was about 240 total towards the end of last year because I hadn't done it. So you swing this thing for, you know, six to eight to ten weeks. You build up some some over-speed training. So as you're going through, because you're swinging something heavier some of those fast twitch muscle fibers get built and they get used to swinging something quite heavy. So then when you swing a golf club, an iron driver, whatever it may be, 
because that's lighter than that swing speed stick, some of that speed stays. So you initially, you might jump five or 10 miles an hour in terms of what, you, what you're normally swinging. And then as, as that dies off, so you start at, like me, you start at 90 miles an hour, you gain 10 miles an hour swing speed over those 10 weeks. And then by the time it's settled off, you're probably at about 94, 95 miles an hour, and that will stay with you. I tend to do it every three months. So I build it up, I bring it down, build it up, bring it down. So by the end of this year, sort of September-ish, I should be swinging at well over 100 miles an hour on course, which I should be swinging about 110 with this swing speed stick. So yeah, swing speed gains, I think over speed training for me has definitely worked and for a lot of people out there will definitely work. The thing is these swing speed sticks are very, very expensive. The one I've got was about, I think it was about a hundred pounds when I bought it. It's actually gone up since it got rebranded. It's about 130 pounds. It's a great piece of equipment if you can afford it. There are cheaper options out on the market and there are definitely more expensive options on the market. But if you don't want to spend any money and you have a gym membership, the other thing you can do is grab yourself a set of kettlebells. So start with like a four kilo kettlebell and do the same movements. So do your golf swing backwards and reverse. So right-handed normally, left-handed is your backwards or vice versa and go through that setup. So do four sets of five, then the step with the same kettlebell and then five kind of fast as fast as you've got left without throwing yourself off. And if you do that with a four kilo kettlebell, then a six kilo kettlebell, then an eight kilo kettlebell in the gym, because you're paying for that gym membership, you will probably find with the rotational speed, you'll build yourself some inherent swing speed. But just be warned that gaining swing speed doesn't mean that you're going to be ultra accurate. I know from personal experience last year and start of this year kind of that once you add more speed into your swing you've got less time your body has less time to correct the mistakes so i've had to build my golf swing around more speed so i've had to kind of slightly adjust my aim i've had to slightly adjust the way i add the speed to my swing so it's not a, a one cap fits all kind of thing. You can, you can gain yourself five, 10, 15 miles an hour in three months, which is great. But that five, 10, 15 miles an hour might translate into some really bad miss strikes and really offline drives and offline tee shots. And you've just got to wait for that to settle in. So as well as doing the swing speed stick or the over speed training, you need to put in I'd probably say for every overspeed training session that you do, you need to put 30 minutes on a driving range or on a golf course, putting your accuracy to rights. Because that extra speed gives you less time for you to adjust that club face into impact. So yeah, overspeed training for me personally is one of the easiest things you can do. And relatively, if you've got a gym membership, cheap inexpensive thing with kettlebells to do or if you don't want to go into a gym and you don't fancy that then 
go buy yourself a swing speed stick. They're 130 pounds. I'll put a link in the description. There are a couple of other options on eBay. They're around 50, 60 pounds. Uh, they're a great addition to anybody, any golfer's repertoire. If you want to build some swing speed without spending hours in the gym, which I did over the last year, didn't spend any hours in the gym, but I still gained five or six miles an hour. And over the winter this year, I have been in the gym a little bit. I've been doing this swing speed training and I've gained seven, eight miles an hour. That has stuck. So we'll see how far we can push it this year. But swing speed gains over speed training for me is one of the best things you can do. And that closes out the show for today. So recap on the tips of the week. If you want to get yourselves a little bit fitter, whether that be for golf or in general life, then kettlebell cleans and snatches, whether you're doing them, you know, half from the waist, whether you're doing full squat cleans and squat snatches, make sure you pick a weight that's good for you. Start light, learn the technique first, and you'll find the benefit of uh, basically an over overall body exercises that are going to build some muscle and some speed as well. You'll gain some speed at doing those at lighter weights. It'll be great for everyday life. Fat content in your diet. So keep that to around 20%. I don't mind anybody adding nuts, avocado, eggs to their diet. Just make sure that if your diet is already at that 20% or 25% maximum level, that you're not adding those in and making it 30 and 35% because that 30 and 35% your body's not going to be able to handle that much fat. It's not going to be able to burn it off or use it. It's just going to keep storing it and you're going to feel like crap. So just be aware that if you're adding in these nuts and avocados and these healthy fats, I say in air quotes, that you're not taking your full fat limit over that 20, 25% marker. And swing speed gains. If you want the easiest solution is either go to the gym, use kettlebells, or buy yourself a swing speed trainer, training stick, either from eBay or Amazon or other reputable retailers are out there. And they range from 50 pounds right the way up to two or 300 pounds if you, if you want to go and get one. And for me personally, it's worked really well. The overspeed training has, it is something you need to continually do. I tend to do, as I say, three months on, three months off. You can either, you can try it with kettlebells or buy yourself a stick. Uh, and the principle of that overspeed staying with you yes it'll drop off you might gain 10 miles an hour initially but you might be hitting the ball all over the place because you're swinging faster you're gonna you know hit things offline you just need to let that adjust so three months on three months off so you can work on speed training then rail it back in and then by the time the end of the end of this year comes you may have gained yourself a, a total of an extra 10 miles an hour or an extra 15, 20, 25 yards on your drives and on your irons. And you might be looking going, well, I'm now accurate and longer. I'm hitting a club less into these, these greens. And I've got more accuracy. So, yeah. That's what I think. Overspeed training certainly is one of the easiest ways to gain some distance and some swing speed. As I say, that wraps up the show. Thank you very much for listening. Episode 9 is done. 
We're into double digits next week. That's going to be very, very good. We've got some interesting content coming up there. So my name has been Michael Joshua. Thanks for listening to Failsafe Fitness Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share. If you do have any questions for the show, please send them to failsafefitness at hotmail.com. Website is in the description as well. We are running a little low on spaces throughout March. If you do want to come and join us for some personal training, some nutrition, or some golf performance, things are getting booked up. It's getting busy. Season's kicking off. Sun is coming out. Days are getting longer. Golf course is going to be fun. Come and join me on your journey to be getting fitter, healthier, and a better golfer. Thanks for listening. See you next week.